Common people like you, our wonderful listeners, welcome back to first season finale. Um, it is February 2016. February 2016. Exciting time. Rainy time. Yeah, it just started raining. It's been a really warm, um, I don't know what you call it, spring? Is it spring in New York now? Well, the scary thing is I saw, like, a bumblebee the other day. Uh-huh. And bumblebees, when they come out of hibernation, they have something like 60 hours to get a good source of food. To like, oh, Because they're, they're basically running off fat. Mm. And these ones did not. They died. You were there for... I, they- I saw the dead ones. Oh, they were con- they were they they t- mistimed it. The uh, temperatures have confused them, and they have mistimed it. Ooh. So, if you're a bumblebee out there, sleep it off. You got a couple more months. Aren't they? Aren't the bumblebees already facing like colony collapse? Um, well, those are honeybees. Those bumblebees are, honeybees. are more like uh, solitary, but like. But any of the, any of this warming shit, mm-hmm. it with insects is going to affect you like one of two ways. Either you're going to be like, "Oh, this is awesome. It's warmer now. Mm-hmm. We can fuck more. We'll have three more life cycles in a year." Mm-hmm. Or you're like really in like dependent on the weather and you're like, "This is when we wake up." And if it gets mm-hmm. too warm, you wake up and you die. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um yeah, I wonder if there'll be enough for left in the summer. Well, it's... I mean, like, like, that's... I think that's what has some people worried. But the thing is, like, bees that are further south, I mean, they're in a fair f- finer, so they'll probably just migrate north. But it's... <laughs> we're going to get some dead things. Yeah. All right. On that note, <laughs> uh, speaking of dead things, uh, do you want to introduce what we're watching this week? Since uh, I think it's your pick. It is my pick. This week we're watching the A Team, mm-hmm. which uh, came out in 1983. And um, growing up, I remember it as being the most awesome show ever. Yeah, I, I loved it as a kid. It was one of the few shows we were allowed to watch on TV when we were growing up in Bangladesh. It was a big deal. I mean, you have a, a group of ex-soldiers mm-hmm. who were put on trial for a crime they didn't commit. I didn't remember all those details, but sure. And then they have to work together to solve problems. Yeah. I remember the, the minivan. Um, yes. Is there a name for the, the black uh, with the red... Uh, it was a GMC van. One. I don't know if it did have a name. Looking it up, it, I don't think it had a name. I think it was just the van or the eighteen van. <laughs> but it was a GM, GMC Vendura. Yeah, and when I see them, I, I still get excited. Um, they drove that thing all over. Seems like all over the world. Did they go all over the world, or they was went all the action? All, they went all over the world. But the thing about the van it was, I mean, it was pretty conspicuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like those guys are here. They're here. Yeah. Like. Hide so, your hide your weapons. Who is your favorite? Well, uh, <laughs> Mr. T. Really? B. A. Baraka. Man who couldn't fly. He is he is almost everything on that show to me. There's some nice side characters, but to me, the show's about him. I could see that, but like, but he couldn't fly. Yeah, which added all that comedic side to it, right? Like. They'd, they'd have to be like, we're going to be a Baraka you out of this place. And they put him on a plane. You know, the, the strongest man is the, uh, is the, the wimpiest in wimpiest, one way. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, was there... Is this where he said, I pity the fool? Or was that like some other thing with Mr. T? Oh, that's a good question. Um, was he also in wrestling? Is, is uh, Pity the Fool from wrestling? It might be like... he. Uh, so he was in... in the Rocky movies. He must have been in wrestling. He was in the Rocky movies? He was Clubber Lang. 
And, you say that's and, supposed to mean something to me. Yeah, it was Clever Lang in one of the, the like Rocky Two, I think. Okay. Mr. T was in it. Mohawk oh. and all. Huh. Yeah, that Mohawk is amazing. There's so many great things about him. Uh, I remember some of the other characters. There was the uh, old white guy who was the boss. There was the young, handsome white guy face. who was face, the smooth one. Yeah. Uh, there was the crazy. Murdoch. I guess I don't need to keep saying white because they're all the rest of them are all white. The rest of them all Murdoch, <laughs> Murdoch who is uh, the crazy guy, the, the pilot. He would often fly the, the helicopter. Yes, he was. Because only the craziest Great. people can fly helicopters. So face Murdoch. Mr. T, B.A. Baracus, mm-hmm. Hannibal. Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal. Hmm. I always give uh, Hannibal that name. Um, what do you think was the crime they committed that they did not commit? Oh yeah, probably uh, fighting the Vietnam War a little too hard. But can we assume since they're all like varying ages and like skill levels that? They wouldn't have been all in the same thing. All in the same like platoon. Like Hannibal's like sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he was their captain. You know, maybe it was like a Heart of Darkness, uh, Apocalypse Now type situation where they uh, had to go in and do the unthinkable. And literally, what could you do in Vietnam? That was like a crime you couldn't commit. <laughs> like, oh. like, like, like. Oof. Ooh, that's... I mean, like, the amount of heroin that was, like, flowing in and out of bases. Like, the amount of, like, like different lieutenants and captains that got killed by their own men. Like, we're talking... Well, I mean, there's war stuff. There's well, Agent like, Orange. I mean... No, but some... that, that was all sanctioned by the government. <laughs> the government. Right. Like, no one got prosecuted <laughs> for that. We're, we're, like, what was the like, one big thing that, like, people got fucked over for was, like, the Malay Massacre. Mm-hmm. And rightly so. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck it. They went in. I'm glad and you're on the right side of history in there, and Adam. Killed an entire fucking village for no good yeah. reason. I'm pretty yeah. sure they raped people. Like, I'm pretty sure it got shitty. Yeah. Oh, God. It was awful. And they did it, like, pretty much in public. Well, yeah. The press wasn't there, though. The press wasn't there, but it wasn't like they tried to... <laughs> they, didn't it it. they didn't really try to... I mean, they tried, didn't hide it from the Vietnamese. Well, who's like, going who's to gonna believe them? Who's going to believe a poor Vietnamese farmer? Yeah. I wonder how the melee uh, thing uh, broke out. I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. Like how the news uh, got out. I remember in high school, uh, we had a high school teacher that definitely covered that and made sure we knew about it. Yeah. 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 Um, Which kind of makes the whole Abu Ghraib thing. You're like, hey, dickheads, why haven't you learned any of this shit? Like, shit gets out. I don't think they thought what they were doing was wrong. The Milet people might have thought what they were doing was wrong, but the Abu Ghraib people, and this is probably the reason why it's such a travesty, is that one was uh, sanctioned pretty much all the way from the top down, that they were going to operate black sites where uh, uh, U.S. soldiers, not even soldiers, reservists, would be under direction of the CIA and following orders to deprive uh, cap, you know, capture of uh, their rights. And that's one reason why the Pentagon never wants to ever be caught with the CIA. I mean, this because is... It's, you're going to be participating in, like, horrible crimes that are, you know, <laughs> get you jailed. But it's like, um... Hey, man, you guys are in charge of this jail tomorrow. You know... Where, wherever you want goes. How many weeks until we're posing nude? Or wait, wait. Who was... Until we've got a bunch of naked dudes and we're taking no, no. photos. No, it wasn't, no. wasn't do it and get... Uh, we'll see later. It was this soldier's being uh, harshly interrogated. He's been deprived of sleep for 24 hours. Your job is to keep him this way. They were participating. They had these soldiers reservists. I think, if I remember correctly, participating in ongoing um, tortures, I guess. So when it came time for the later stuff, it just seemed part of what was happening. Humiliation was a part of their torture program. This is what we do. This is what we do. And it seemed like it was been allowed from the top, and they had memos. This is why the what the Bush uh, presidency has done is so criminal. They had lawyers write up uh, 
rules about how this was allowed um, so that the uh, attorney general would basically say that this is okay now. But the crazy thing is like, and this is what always gets me, like watching these documentaries like about those things where mm-hmm. like, you know, you, we got a lawyer, he said this is okay. It's like that lawyer can write anything, mm-hmm. like literally anything. Mm-hmm. We can kill your baby and make you eat it and it's not torture. Like you, you can write that. Over. You can fucking write it. <laughs> and like the, you know, and like the, you know, any and, and like whatever, any president, yeah. like forget Bush, like any president, would be like, well, yeah, the Attorney General said it was okay. Yeah, it's like, well, that's not okay. Well, especially when the I mean, this is way too like deep into the Bush administration, but I think it's worth remembering. The Attorney General was pressured. To uh, create this, John Ashcroft, right? The the first uh, nut job that they put in that position, I think, refused, and um, they tried to pressure him as he was sick in the hospital. Right. That yeah. That in the documentary I saw that scene is pretty intense. What documentary did you see? It's I don't know if it was the front line. Oh, front line. Just went through the whole thing. Yeah, like, I think I everyone think, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're like. That it's a conspiracy. That it's like almost yeah. a criminal. Conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. Well, it's weird because like every couple of years, like I I go through and I like watch those front lines about the war in Iraq, and I watch um, the smartest guys in the room about Enron, mm-hmm. like just to like remember because like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And like sh- and like the thing is, as you're listening to this podcast, people, any of these events could happen tomorrow. Like it's like. Same shit, different day. Like an well, end run could happen at any. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't. Like, I just don't think corruption and uh, uh, sort of disaster, disastrous, you know, policy decisions are happening at this level at the top. You know, may not be at the top, but I'm. So, I'm but oh, yeah, like, depending, like when when the top gets changed like this yeah. shit could happen oh exactly this is why it matters who you make president this idea that uh, you know Bush after he you know moved on eventually became a little bit more popular and that Obama's unpopular there's no com- comparing those two that popularity number is just based on historical amnesia yeah. for Bush and about Obama I don't know <laughs> I'm sure he'll be popular in a few years too it, it's um, well yeah when we get some fucking shit tart in there like yeah. well they're Cruz. trying to they're trying to get some I mean so President Ted Cruz yesterday I was listening to NPR and Okay, right now it's the primaries, all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we're listening to NPR, and they start doing an interview with Ted Kaczynski's brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I didn't hear the introduction to it, mm-hmm. so I think they're talking about Ted Cruz the entire time. <laughs> it would make and, sense. like, the entire time, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Motherfucker had no friends at Yale. Yeah. And he was like really insane. Yeah, and they did all these experiments on him. Of course they did. Look they at did him. experiments on him? Oh, on Ted Kaczynski. What experiments they don't Oh, Kaczynski. he was in a lot of the Melgram experiments. Oh, those are the psychologists? The psych- yeah. And like oh. he was in some of those groundbreaking experiments like with the prison guard shit. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like fucked with hardcore. Speaking of uh, Abu Ghraib, which is a, another right, scenario yeah. where you lose your Precisely. ability to gauge the pain of your of your uh, you know. well, and like bowing to a higher authority mm-hmm. and just following orders, doing that. But yeah. but yeah, so for a good fifteen minutes, we're listening to Ted Kaczynski's brother, and I'm con- and I thought it was Ted Cruz's brother. <laughs> And I was like, this is so awesome. I'm, I, why hasn't Ted Cruz had this guy killed yet? I feel, I feel like if Ted Cruz becomes president, Canada has to let all of us in. You know? It, the other countries don't have to take Americans in. Just Canada, because, you know, they own him. I just, honestly, with Ted Cruz, I feel like somebody should, like, nail down what being a naturalized citizen is. <laughs> like, nail it down. Yeah. And, like, and, like, and... Like not go well, like. No, he's clearly fine. But the thing is, like, There's, he's clearly you could, fine. No, you no, could no. Make it's, arguments it's an even an way. issue. No, no, it's even an issue because 
people don't like him. So John McCain, very similar circumstances. Where was he born? He was born in Panama. But fuck him. He doesn't get to be president. No, no, no. Congress just passed an act to make sure that there'd be no doubts about it back when he ran. Oh, they no. Refu- no, no. They refused to do it for Ted Cruz, even though the Republicans control Congress. I know, but no. <laughs> what are you worried about? I. Ted Cruz is mm-hmm. Satan himself. Yeah, but we can't use bad reasons to not... I th- I'm willing to let this country do that this one time. Uh, well, well, since it affects, we do it all the time. It affects all of us forever. I mean, How am I going to become the first Muslim president of the United I States? I don't want you to be president of the United States. You, don't, you well, one, you don't, great. one, you don't want the job. That's the best people. Two. I want the job. No, that, uh, you do, but I'm saying you don't. Two, you're you weren't born here, dude. Yeah, exactly. And your parents weren't. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm you can't get the job. Well, I mean, is unfortunately, that is that yeah. Oh, yeah. that's why Schwarzenegger can't have a job. Well, they could easily change that. We should change that. No. What are you worried about? Once again. I'm worried about Ted Cruz becoming president. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to become president whether or not, you know, um, I'll, uh, you know I that rule is more important than Ted Cruz. I haven't hated someone so much. Like, yeah, yeah, I hated Bush. Yeah. I fucking loathe this guy. You know what he said once, once he got the uh, Iowa vote. I'll suck my own dick. Because <laughs> I, I know I can do it right. Praise, praise be to the Lord. Ugh. God, if God, if God existed, (laughs) yeah, here's God. Let's see. Let me make the most annoying person on the planet have him be born in Canada. That's actually a plus. To an American. Yeah. And then have this dickhead run for president and have him be the ugliest man running for president. (laughs) And have him be so annoying that everyone who isn't a Christian will hate Christians. He has done more on the war on Christians against mm-hmm. Christians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I would rather have Pope Ratzinger <laughs> be That's president. Good. That's good. And that guy yeah. help kitty porners yes. or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, pedophiles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the. Okay, I'm right. I agree with you there. All right, let's, 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 let's let, uh, tell us about the episode. Uh, or maybe I can tell about the episode. And then uh, let's make some predictions. We, we really got detoured there, but that's what we like. Uh, give me a second. So this is 1983, uh, episode 14, A Nice Place to Visit. The A-Team travels to a small town for an old war buddy's funeral when they discover their friend was killed by local thugs. The team exacts revenge. Okay. Uh, you ready with predictions? Yeah. I'm thinking uh, sleepy uh, western town. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and by exacting revenge, they turn them into the authorities. They what? Turn them into the authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what do you... What type of... What's the scenario for the friend being killed? Oh. Drug deal... No, it, I don't be. think it's drugs, but I think these guys were like, you know, polluting the water source by like mining in a bad way, and he discovers it. Uh, local thugs. He, he discovers a rancher who's. They wouldn't call them thugs. Thugs are thugs a code word. Okay, well, what? They're black. They're, that... Or some sort of urban criminal is thug. But it's a small town. Yeah, so if it's small town version, that it'd be some like. Oh. Poor white, um, and the thugs are coming in and taking resources out. Or they're probably not even resources. They could be doing like pretty criminal activity, extortion, um, that kind of thing. No, it says local thugs. The yeah. thugs from okay, Appalachia. Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, yeah, uh, kind of like justified. You watch justified. Yeah, so it's yeah. Appalachia, and Appalachia, whatever. West Virginia. Oh, by the way, before we forget, we, we, we got a call from Hampshire on this show. We got to make a prediction about that. Let's save it for after. West show. Okay. We'll talk about New Hampshire primary on the back end of the show. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, so it's Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some uh, moonshining going on. Ooh, the local yeah, thugs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the friend wanted to clean up what the local thugs moonshiners were doing. He got wind of it. They kill him. So this would be like an episode of so, Justified, a little right. bit cleaned up. These guys are going to blow up their still yeah. and turn them over to the feds and be yoink, they're out. Yeah, okay. I, I could uh, I could see all that. So um, the cover has a, a sixth person. Um, that's about it. Well, we covered four. Can, then, can we just talk about the majesty of Mr. T again? He is covered in gold chains that go from... His beard all the way down to halfway. He is the only person who has worn gold chains Mm -hmm. that I think I've ever had any respect for. And I think it's because (laughs) he did it so over the top. It's sort of like James Brown in a like a like in a, during his shows where like he would get down on a knee and someone would put a cape on. Yeah. And then ten minutes later, do like the, by the, the consummate like showman. Capes. Yeah. Same thing with him. Yeah. If you're gonna hey, if you're walking around with one gold chain, guess what, dickhead? Anyone can do that. <laughs> on that note, uh, we're gonna pause. So the next time you hear from us will be uh, after we've seen the first season finale of um, The A-Team, A Nice Place to Visit. Um, uh, Do you think we're going to like it? Um, I'm willing to guess we're going to love it, because it it was voted number one. You don't have to put that back on. Midwestern town, or not Midwestern, a Western town. Yeah, well, it said that in the intro. It didn't say Western town. Oh, it did? It said a small town. Oh. I said Western, and then you're like, no, not really. Thugs, well, it could thugs be sound urban, and I said, so then we switched. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, kind of a bunch of slack jaw yokels in a mid, in, in a Western town. Are you doing plot? I'll do plot. Are we getting into plot? Do we want to go into plot, or do you want to do first impressions? Oh. Yeah, let's do first impressions. Maybe that's a good change-up in the sequence. For me, lots of fun. Lots of fun, too. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Why did you enjoy it? Um, It was just uh, just fun action without the... without consequences. Yeah, yeah. Cartoonish violence. Yeah, cartoonish violence... Uh, if this show was made today, the characters would not face like bad characters. They would face characters that gave them conflict. There was no conflict. These guys were bad. They're good. They're going to right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, so, in that sense, kind of like uh, comic booky, where like you know who's bad, you know what's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, it would fit right in. It's like just a couple of IQ levels above the old Batman with. Uh, yeah. Um, who's that guy? The director there. The director. Adam West. Adam West. Adam West yeah. is. Uh, but you know, it's like, you know, it's like it's it, it's fun. It feels good. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, I can see why my uh, the ver- the young version of me liked it. And I think the thing that kind of makes it still watchable is they actually the, the lack of plot. They kind of cut out a lot of stuff that gets other shows from this era in trouble nowadays is a uh, meaningless plot. There, this is very uh, plot free. But plot f- plot free, or you could say like it, it's like let's not get too complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's an hour long. Um, my, you know, minus the commercials, so it's about 43 minutes long. So it's a long episode, uh, and why don't we get into the plot? Plot is, so you have, in which we learned in the intro, these guys had committed some crime in Vietnam that mm-hmm. they didn't explain to us in this episode. This being first season finale, we can only guess as mm-hmm. to what that was. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they went to jail. Their jail sentence was 10 years, but they quickly escaped. Mm-hmm. And this episode, immediately first scene, they are driving in the van. Murdoch says, I think that guy wrote down our license plate. Everyone's like quipping, paranoid. Uh, all of a sudden, cop car, car chase. And through the car chase, you realize they're going to their friend's funeral. Which, you know, geographically, you don't really know where that is. You know it's east of Texas. So we can, you know... Wow, what's east of Texas? Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Georgia? But like, this, but this was like a western town. Yeah, it could be Louisiana. It could be Arkansas. Right, so they're like... You know where they're... like. So like, they're going to their friend's funeral. They get to this town. They're... They tell everybody in their town, like, hey, we're going to my friend's funeral. And they're like, no one can go to that funeral. And they're like, why not? Well, just describe the Watson, the Watkins gang. So the Watson gang is a... Watkins. Watkins Sorry. gang. Is a... Five family members. Yeah. And you do not know how they're related. Either brothers or cousins or yeah. whatever. It's five guys. Hillbillies. Hillbillies. And uh, allegedly... And they run a they run a, a tow truck uh, company uh, and uh, like a yard, uh, auto yard, um, kind Gas of similar station. to uh, making a murderer. I'll put it out there. Well, making a murderer, he rent a salvage yard. There's parts of the feel a little bit like making a murderer. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to yeah. that in a second. But um, so whatever, like somehow they've got rain over this town, mm-hmm. but like the town. Seems quite small. So it's like, what do they have rain over? They've got rain mm-hmm. over the diner. Yeah, their, their you, thing. Well, there's an implication at the beginning of why did their friend get killed, and turns out the friend got killed because this gang was just roughing up this town. We were trying to figure out what kind of criminal enterprise they were. It's unclear. They don't like one of the reasons why a team is kind of good at what it does. A team is just not interested in setting up a backstory for no. beyond. Well, and, it, and it just seems like these guys were bullies. Yeah, you can make the assumption that they're criminally doing something. And, and the guy whose funeral they went to, he he got killed because they groped his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he went into town okay. and shot up there. Des- describe her and the funeral and all that. Well, so they get to the funeral and like, there's just one person there. It's the wife. She's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. They do the nine gun salute in the uniforms in, with their rifles with their ri- rifles and she's just like thanks for coming mm-hmm. I don't want any trouble nobody wants any trouble mm-hmm. the entire time nobody wants any trouble they stop at a diner beforehand where uh, the the owner of the diner says that he won't be going to the funeral because the Watson gang is watching. Right. And before that, the Watkins gang comes in. Two of them. harasses... Uh, Murdoch and Face. I guess afterwards. They come, like, right after that, they come in. Um, so, like, it's unclear something's up, but they don't know why. So they go to the funeral. After the funeral is the first altercation. Well, which is odd, because, like, I mean, it's a situation where, like, Murdoch and Face are both... We like reading their patches. They're both airborne, so like they're army rangers. Like mm-hmm. these guys are fucking tough. Mm-hmm. They've been on the lamb. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're clearly tough guys. I think they're, they're they're killers. They're, they're killers. killers. Like they should have fucking killed these two guys in that diner. Yeah. First off. Well, they, they yeah. You're supposed to believe that they could, and they didn't out of courtesy to the diner owner. To the diner owner and like their friend who is a reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so which is So there's a sixth member of the eighteen. Well there's like this interesting device that they do where it's like they they have these women, two women, and like these very pacifistic men mm-hmm. who are like, Don't do anything and like these very capable guys are like Okay, like we won't do anything. And they've got their fingers crossed. You know, they well they have their fingers but at the same time they're like, We won't do anything. But, like, in the implication in the show is we can solve all your problems. Yeah. But... Like, there's, a, like, a, a benign sexism, like, oh, those yeah. women, we just have to ignore... They don't get it. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, we'll play along, but at some point, you know, big boys got to put on their big boy shoes and get to work. 
Yeah. And we don't want to. Yeah. And you're not going to like it. it but, and, like, it never gets too rough, but yeah. boys got to go to work. <laughs> Which is, like, you know, it, like, watching it today is kind of like, okay, like, that's... Ugh, it's too simple. You know, yeah. it's like, you guys don't know everything. And... Yeah, well, you know, normally I'd be playing this role and trying to complicate it, but I... I well, interesting ways it could complicate it, I guess. One would be um, they do reference Vietnam quite a bit. In fact, they spend a few minutes uh, at, after the funeral reminiscing yeah. um, and telling stories uh, of, of how great this guy was and saved their butts in Vietnam and also came to this, their trial. Um, right. And I just want to make uh, say one note of that. In the montages, I mentioned it while we were watching it. There was a lot of conifers. It seemed like Vietnam they're, they're was the mainly populated by pine trees and conifers, um, and a lot of elms. And, and very few Vietnamese. Very few Vietnamese. I did not. There were a couple of guys in those hats that they always use. Well. Which I assume somebody bought. It was like, at, at, like the, hey, at, at Chinatown and uh, Bill, um, your go, mom was Asian. Um, would you like to be in this scene? Can you wear this hat? Oh no, I, I don't think they even got Asian guys to be in those hats. I think they got white guys, and I'm like, as long as I have a hat, so lo- as long as you have the hat, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, and then just like black ninja wear. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, my dad told me stories of like going to Vietnam and and in the military they're like this is what the Viet Cong looks like yeah and and like like that picture is exactly it yeah but like and there's no nuance yeah so I mean I, I can see it be very difficult especially like in 1983 to be like no let's portray the Viet Cong as like Oh yeah, yeah. you know I mean, like but every, everyone does that same job and it's it's as if the uh Americans never understood who the Viet Cong were. Which they probably never did. Which they never did, yeah. Well, it's like... It's similar to why we don't understand terrorists now. Sure. You think they're, you know, you think they're either um, uh, some disaffected guy who saw some violent thing happen, uh, or they got radicalized. It's all these, like, it's like fantasy. It's like homeland. But, like, we... The closest movie that has come, and like, like, so forget Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about World War II with the Japanese. Oh yeah. The closest movie to even begin to humanize mm-hmm. and like ask like who, who was our opponent? Who were these people? And like mm-hmm. show them in real light was what, letters from Iwo Jima. Yeah, that you know, Clint Eastwood movie. It is took. Really good. Yeah. Over sixty years to get to that movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if you want to talk about like, like in like what five years before that, Wind Talkers were yeah, made, was made, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is such a racist, goddamn fucking movie. Yeah. Like to one to American Indians and two to like yeah. any Japanese person who fought. Mm-hmm. It like is it is that you have two caricatures mm-hmm. and like and then you have white guys. Yeah, totally. And and so like at this point in like 1983, it's like yeah, your Vietnamese no, no, yeah. guy is gonna be the one. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm, I'm not holding AT&T. Uh, no, no, no. But like I'd be like just like cut like. Well, I'd be like say this is like getting us to like other points. But yeah. Well, speaking of sort of representations of other people, Mr. T. Let's talk about him and his appearance. It's it's. It's fascinating. He, he feels like, um, you know, I, I did in 1983, I was born in 1981, so I probably didn't see until like 85 or 6 or 7, um, which makes sense because if I watched it in Bangladesh, it would have been in reruns. Yeah. Um, so that might have been the first time I saw someone who was like, quote unquote, hip hop or funk. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like truly like funk dad, like. He has multiple gold rings on each hand. He, we talked about the magic gold chains. Wearing a lot of jewels. He, like, he's he's, he's playing down. He's playing uh, Mohawk that has extra lines that come up and reconnect. 
But he's um, also wearing what appears to be like red long johns. The red long johns with, uh, with overalls. With overalls. With overalls rolled up, wearing sneakers. But also it's like, like really but with that, that, but also with one that, the one thing undone, which had always been like a sort of like uh, white trash hick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Local thing. Yeah. Local thing. Which, which, you know, which, which has been ad- adopted by different parts of, uh, you know, kind of like hip hop and rap, like uh, picking up the bandana stuff. Yeah. You know, the kind of like crossover. But, but looking at it, like, I, I, I can remember like growing up being like, why does he look like that? Watching it now, I was like, he looks cool. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. He's, he's actually not that big. They're all kind of small, and he's the same size. His, his arms are big. He's got kind of yeah. very kind of muscles. And they make a lot of jokes and sort of things about how strong he is, but he doesn't look it, that huge. Right. Like I mentioned, it seemed like the Tom Cruise effect was going on. Yeah. Like yeah. they all seemed rather short. Yeah, the walking guys definitely seem tougher. The walking the guys like seem like huge, and I'm like, well, more afraid of them. But which it brings us to the the point about uh, making a murder. So things I found similar uh, to making a murder is has to do with sort of like our feelings about small Midwestern towns, which is that you're sort of captured by those places that you can't get out, and like, the local bully is run amok, and you know, it's sort of the preamble to making a murder is that. This small town, the, this family has been bullying people, and but who the Averys? The Averys, yeah. I mean, like I find it interesting. They're all related. So well, it's, they're all related, but it's like I, I find it interesting in not knowing a lot. But it's like, like uh, bullying who, like, or like what, like who, like. Yeah. yeah, like they're like they're already the outcasts because like they're not farmers. They have like this fucking junkyard, basically salvage yeah, yard. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. It, it, it's 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 an interesting thing to see how towns divide up mm-hmm. because like. I don't, like the things like you're from a small town. Do you, yeah, from do you, a, does this well? Does I mean, like track it all for your experience, anyone. Well, in one sense, because, like, I mean, they were, like, the very prominent families in town. But it's like, if you don't run in that circle, you don't run in that circle. And if you don't care about it, you don't care about it. Yeah, you can be Um, anonymous. But, like, you know, I know, like, the the people that got in trouble, they always got in trouble. Things were pegged on them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I don't know know if that happens because, like, you are a problem. You know, yeah, and then if like a problem comes up, they just assume it's you. Yeah, I mean, like I, I can remember like, like these small town cops. They th- thought they had cracked this uh, vandalism ring with me and my friends because like I lived here and they lived there, and like a cop one day stopped us walking over a hill. I mean, it's very rural, so it's like whatever. Like we're walking on a road. A cop stops us, like, what are you guys doing? We're like, I'm, we're walking to my house. So like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he had written down our names. And then, like, months later, a cop was like, these two guys were walking in this part of town. And there was vandalism in this part of town. And there was vandalism over by this guy's house. And there was vandalism over here. But there wasn't. But there was never vandalism by my house. Yeah, I get what you're you know what I'm saying. Like so they were like, doing basic police work. But they're doing. So it's like. But it's that thing. It's like if if you have nothing to do all day, but like try to figure something out, you're gonna try to figure it out. And if you're a fucking moron, you're gonna be a moron. You're gonna figure out moron shit. How, well, how did this play out? You're well, the cops came to the house. Like we want to interview. I'm like, go ahead. And they're like, wait, the hell were you? I was 16. Were your parents there? They were not. Did they know about this? No. So you gave an interview to the cops without any... With, yeah. Did not did even... Not, did, did, did not, offer you did not even offer any of that. But with this, uh, like, this at my house. Oh, okay. Can like, we come inside? Like, no, like, this is outside. They're like, can we talk to you? Like, oh, sure. Okay. Oh, okay. But, like, well, I didn't... take you in for questions. It didn't occur to me that, like... Well, I hadn't done anything, so it didn't yeah, occur yeah, to me that yeah, I would need a lawyer. Now, yeah, if a cop was like, "Hey, we want to ask you a question," I'd be like, "I'll get back to you." I have two friends who are lawyers that I need to call, <laughs> and then they're probably giving me a different lawyer. But yeah, after I talk to that, that lawyer, now, 
Not even like sit down for questioning. Like, Dude, like, now I, I kind of feel like really? wow. I would just be like, what's this in regard to? Wait, I retract that. Let me talk to a friend. Like, I like, if I okay, went into okay, a. Let's role play this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excuse me, uh, you're on, you're on uh, you know, Bedford and, and, uh, and Union. No, those, those are not say. Bedford and Metropolitan. And Very good. And I, you're crossing the street, and I'm sitting in a car, and you're, you know, in the police car, and you're crossing the street, and I say, excuse me, uh, can I ask you a question? Excuse me, sir. Sure, go ahead. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Um, did you just come out of that subway stop? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I'd be like, "Why are you talking to me?" So you need to, you need to sit down on the sidewalk, sir. I'm going to call my lawyer right now. You need to sit down. Right I'm now. going to call my lawyer right now. Oh God, so quickly. Now I'm calling my lawyer <laughs> oh my right God. now, dude. Seriously, like fuck these guys, man. Oh I like God. I've been I've been walking home from work carrying uh-huh. like. Stuff I got from work. Uh-huh. I've been pulled over by cops. Like, where are you going? Uh-huh. Like home. What's that? My stuff. Where'd you get it? Work. This happens to you in the city of New York. Oh yeah. Whoa. Where did you get it? Where I work. Where Where are you when this is going? This, this happened like in Greenpoint. Walk, walking down Na- uh, Nassau to you know. Bedford. Huh. And, like, and whatever, like, I'm white. <laughs> Someone's asking me why I'm carrying, like, construction supplies. Like, no one's, like, putting me up against a wall. Yeah. I get it. But no, it's no, like, it's still but at the same time, it's like, seriously, I'm going this way. Why are you talking to me? Not that. What's the problem? Not that, like, some of that, that couldn't happen to me, but it doesn't happen to me, so I'm, I'm really surprised to hear that. No, but it's, it's interesting because it's, it's this thing. It's like, why are you talking to me? What do you want to know? And, like, every time I've pushed back on cops when they've been asking me these questions, they got all defensive, like, oh, we're sorry. Like, well, we heard they, there was a robbery. They don't, they don't feel like they have to explain. Well, we, every time in these situations I've pushed back. And sometimes they don't even know what they're looking for. They're like, well, Someone said someone stole some things from a construction site. So oh, I saw you carrying something, so I asked. And I was just like, okay, but no, I didn't. So thanks. I'm gone. Should they rather have asked, did you steal that? I, I don't fucking think they should ask anything. What should they do? Nothing. What if you stole something? From a construction site? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, check themselves in their fucking heads, because... Why would I be walking away from a construction site okay, okay. during the fucking day? No, like, you're, you're no, 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 the people are at the construction site. Okay, okay. So I didn't hide that, that's, it and then walk away with this shit, you okay, fucking okay, idiot. Okay. The mi- people who stole the crap are long gone. <laughs> right, and guess yes. what? It might be the guys that work there. Okay. It might be. What if it was nighttime? I don't carry stuff home at night. <laughs> I'm fucking lazy, dude. You have you have wonderfully impenetrable logic. I appreciate it. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, whatever. Like, anyways, but back to... Well, let's get back to uh, the story. The A-team. Oh, well, I'm just... Like, oh, so basically, the A-team's like... Well, this what I love about the A-team is, like, they have been, like, a glacier. And they're like, we're immovable, and we want to respect our friends... And then, like, right, this... Why are you the glacier? Because, uh, like, they're just solid. Like, they're just there. <laughs> they're just doing their thing. Gla- the, the metaphor for glaciers has changed from being something that's immovable to something that a few degrees you forget. of the atmosphere you forget. and the ocean is going <laughs> to melt them all and right. we're going to drop You forget. So, uh, you forget. I say, al- say mountain or something. Right, mountain. You forget. I almost just turned 40. I remember the old days. <laughs> yeah. Glaciers were glaciers. Um... But <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but you know, like they're like kind of stoic and like joking, but like okay, yeah, we won't do anything. Yeah. And then these people cross the line, and the, and the line was kind of crossed when they're the like Watkins, uh, the Watkins crossed the line when they were like, "We're dragging you out of town, and guess what? We're gonna go rape your white chicks." 
Well, before that, they push them off the road, but then there's a little detente. But then they, they and then they steal their truck and their guns and uh, try to like get them get them out of town. Run them out of town. Run them out of town, and then uh, go visit their reporter friend and the wife. No, but it wasn't until the, the threat of rape. Until <laughs> until it was okay for for good point. Good point. Them uh, to react in violence. How explicit do you think? Because you know, in a lot of ways, this is a kid show. Yeah. How explicit do you think uh, the uh, threat of rape was? Well, the as an adult, it was clear. it was very clear. Because like, hey, we're gonna go visit your friend, yeah. your friends. Lascivious like looks and great yeah, and it's like, oh, those two fucking dudes, or those dudes are gonna go fucking rape those chicks. Yeah. And like, it was, and to an Just adult, like in making a murder, it was very clear. Yeah. As a kid, you'd be like, "So they're gonna bring cookies? Like, what at the visit? You know, like <laughs> that's your kid impression." And, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but like, but like when they get there, and, and that's the the interesting thing to like to make the whole thing like PG. It's like these two dudes show up and they're like banging on the door, like, "Hey, baby, we're here." <laughs> And it's like, you know, you realize, like, oh, no. these motherfuckers are going to come to rape two well, people. Yeah, They're just going to... Yeah, I'm not going to bang on this door. I'm going to knock uh, it down. Let's, let's, we can move on. We yeah, can, I'm, like, but I'm saying... Uh, the women react uh, kind of interesting ways. They, they're, they're nervous, but they're scrappy and resourceful. And they find the guns. And, uh, scrappy and resourceful, but, like, in a very, like, like uh, written... Dumb. Yeah, like once again, benign sexism. They're yes. not as capable as the men, and they're very nervous. But they manage to kind of lock up the house and kind of like like Home Alone style uh, protect. Yeah, which is weird because like you know the wife knew the husband had guns upstairs. They didn't go get exactly, those guns. Like yeah. it was just like I feel like today if it was done. It, today, if it was done, it would be done like in a different way, and yeah. like, like those two chicks would be upstairs with that fucking machine gun loaded, yeah. and like one of them would have the nine millimeter, and they, yeah. Yeah. and they would be like, yeah, come and get it. Yeah, and then you know the there's been a couple of really great uh, feminist movies uh, with Star Wars and Mad Max, where the women are as tough uh, and as capable, if not more, than the men, and you can definitely notice the difference between that and uh, what we see in the A-Team where uh, right. even though nothing really has been, you know, they're not pushing any land of women are weak but every moment their portrayal is not weak but it's just sort of like this it feels benign like it's form of condescension. Inside this society. Yeah, it's very kind of condescending. Well, it's uh, interesting because like I did not consider Mad Max or Star Wars to be a feminist thing until I read about it and I was like Oh yeah, well, yeah. Like it's know. aware of this type of portrayal, right? And like it's, it, it, I mean, it's very interesting because like this type of portrayal, like watching it now, like was very obvious. Yeah, that's, and that's I think if they did a fall. reboot, it would definitely want to be this way. Like it, yeah. it would be. I was thinking about that. It was when I let my nephew watch this, and I guess I would, but it, that that woman part is a little. Something I feel like we'd have to talk about is like, hey, like don't take that stuff too seriously. Don't take any of this too seriously. But this is one area where these guys are like, uh, you know, uh, not really being. It's a good point about what we're capable of. It's a good point to like show change, like 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 where we are now. Yeah, it's like uh, we were. I don't know. Like uh, Saturday, we watched Van Von Ryren's Train. Like it was like old, like. Uh, Movies from 1964 or something like that, but you know, like, and we're watching it, and yeah, one, it's boring because it's like so slow, but at two, it's just like you, you can just see how everyone doesn't think, not everyone, but like society does not think this way anymore. What movies? It's it, uh, Von Ryan's Train. It's, it basically is like this escape from Italy, this oh, train, World War True. Yeah. I mean, it's got what's that guy? The singer. 
Sinatra? Frank Sinatra's in it. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not talking about Buzz and Amaro? No, no, no. I love that movie, too. <laughs> but, like, no, like, uh, this one I had never seen. But it was yeah. an interesting movie, but at the same time, like, you're looking at it like, oh, like, that's not how we deal with people these days. Or, like, that's not what yeah. life is about. Or, like, yeah. I can't get a... Which is always funny. It's like, I can't get away with saying that. And so, like, well, then you probably shouldn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. or like, yeah, earlier today, a coworker was like, because where we work, around the corner is like this, across the two, across the street is like these two warehouses owned by the same company. And this is basically where all, for a section of New York, where all the produce for all these Chinese restaurants goes out of. And it is a fucking madhouse. And so you're driving down the street in the morning, and they're trying to load trucks, everyone's trying to get through. It's like, it's an industrial part of town. And it's insane. This This is in Greenpoint. Okay. And it's insane. And, you know, so like, we have to drive through, everyone's gonna drive through there. But like, and so like, earlier today, I was like, like he had said something I'm like hey I think you need to take like sensitivity training because like maybe you're not sensitive to how people think or feel he's like he's like look man I just think those guys around the corner are bad drivers not because they're Asian and I was like I never brought that up why are you bringing this up and he's like well I don't mean that I'm Jewish I'm like I didn't bring that up either. Why you bring that up? You know, it's like by that thing. We're like, dude, like, why are we following in these holes here, buddy? I didn't bring any of these things up. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's like, and I'm like, you know what? You want to know why those guys around the corner are bad drivers? Because they got to get up at fucking four in the morning and they're fucking pissed off. And they probably went to bed like really early in the morning because they like drink their lives away because yeah. life sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're shitty they drivers. They have to fight every single day <laughs> to get something To, to get have. something that you have. <laughs> like that's, that's why they're shitty drivers. It has nothing to do with race. Like that's not, you know, like that's not going to fucking help it or hinder it. It's the fact that they, they fucking hate their lives. Yeah. Just like every once in a while I fucking hate my life and when I hate my life yeah I'm swinging elbows on the fucking subway if you're an old lady I'll try not to hate you but yeah. if I do don't yeah. take it out on me yeah 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 totally I, I, it's, it's hard to it's it's uh, well you know I was thinking about that I was watching this thing on TV and uh, this comedian uh, made this thing she's like you know my dad always says um, I'm not racist but I, I, no, I say I say I say I hate everybody. That's the other cover. Is you may can't be catching me saying racist stuff right now in this group, but I, I, it's equal opportunity. But you never really see them equal opportunity, or it's it doesn't never excuse, equal opportunity. It also never excuse. Even if you are equal opportunity, some people have it worse off than other people. Maybe you should just be sure. punching in this direction and not be getting off on punching in this direction. <laughs> right, but it's like. I hate an eagle direction. It's like, well, okay. Like picking on children isn't okay if you pick on adults too. You know? Right, or, or it's like, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Like, okay, so base from from what that says, like, okay, so basically, who is it okay to make fun of? Yeah. Like, who is it open season on? Well, people have power. Fair enough, you can say that, but like, you know, like, but at the same time, it's like, no, I agree with you. It is people with power, but that, but what the other side will say is like, yeah, but this person who comes from power is also weak, and the, you know, you know, it's this, it, it, it gets into this whole thing where it's well, just like, we can, come we can on, parse that out in the comedy, but no. That's the thing. When it comes to comedy, man, free reign. And, and like, no one gets to fucking cry about it. Well, if you acknowledge the power dynamic. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like, you know, it's that thing where it's like, okay, like, you, I I don't know. You want to make fun of this, you want to make fun of that. It's like, fine, everything's fine, but, like, if you up here, if you on the White Tower, if you at the one on top are like 
begin to become uncomfortable because someone's making fun of you and you're like and you want to like drop down low it's like well no dude well, you, you have all the kinds you of have, ways. You have all the shit. You have everything else. You have all the shit. Yeah. You've got all the cards, so yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to even play that game. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know if there's a way to bring it back to A-Team, but... Well, I think with the A-Team, basically what they're doing is like giving... I mean, it's like... So you have a war in Vietnam that lost. And basically, everyone coming back was viewed as losers. This is a show where these guys were viewed as losers. They were convicted of a crime that they did not commit. They fucking escaped jail. And mm-hmm. they decided to, like, go do good in the world. And like, this is, like, for me, it's, like, A-Team is, like, the spirit of the man and women who went and fought in Vietnam. Coming back and be like, you know what? No, fuck it. Like, we were good. We were fine. And, like, these are the spirit of these people who are like, yeah, the American public condemned us. Condemned Vietnam as whole and, like, fine, rightly so. Rightly so, but not the soldiers, but, like, whatever, but they did. Oh, well, and half, like half of America, not all. Right, but, like, and so, like, I feel like this show is, like, America saying, like, okay, you guys were good. Mm-hmm. That shit was bad, but yeah, they're, they're the underdogs. They're the underdogs, and, 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 and so like this is like defending, like you know, the underdogs, the good Americans, yeah. being defended. There, and, and like that's what that. That's is. an appealing a logic. There's there's problems there too, and you know, we watch, oh, no, we watch Airwolf, which is much more steeped in the politics of Vietnam. It was still an overt thing. How Very similar. They were still involved in the conflict stuff. Whereas that the 18... Like that's serious. The 18, yeah. that's sort of in the past. They're still being pursued, but they're not complaining about their higher-ups. Uh, no. I mean, at least in this episode. No, but like... You know, it's that thing of like, we got, we're going to do good. If you got a problem, we'll solve it. You know, yeah. like... Blah, blah, blah. DJ Rizzoli. Whatever. <laughs> that thing. Alright, uh, on that note, uh, we will end. Um, and you never got to talk New Hampshire politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, last last uh, thing. Uh, New Hampshire primaries, not sure when this episode will come out, but maybe it has happened already, maybe it hasn't. Um, so the primaries will be next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, in New Hampshire. Prediction? My prediction is this. In, like, and, like, this hurts me to say. Mm. I mean, like. Trump? I want my state to go for Trump because uh-huh. I hate Ted Cruz so much uh-huh. and I cannot stand Rubio because I think he's like a little toy. Yeah, they're all trolls. And I would rather have my state, God bless you, New Hampshire, go for Trump than go for Ted Cruz or Rubio. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. If, if if they go don't, for Bush, don't, don't fine. Don't, if they go for Bush, Bush they're fine. They're not going for Bush. But like, uh, but like, I go and on what, the Dem side. On the Dem side, I. They, what do you they, want, and what do you think's gonna happen? This is giving me pause because, like, uh, I think I think they're gonna go Bernie. Well, the Burley, Bernie's in the lead significantly, and I want. Is that what you want? I want to go Bernie. Yeah. I don't know if Bernie is the best for the country. I, I love the argument. I love I, I love him being there. I think this is it, like like this is, this is such this, a measured Bernie argument. This, I think this is very special. For Bernie are so annoying that you're doing a decent I, I, I think this is very special be, between the two of them. Like I think like this is uh, like you mean uh, Hillary, Hillary and Bernie, and like it's it's very interesting and. Uh, I, I don't want to say the state should go, but yeah, it should go Bernie. Okay. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, like... Well, it probably will go Bernie. Only, only because I, I feel like this whole Bernie and Hillary thing needs to be like flushed out and, like, be shown to be, like, it's it's a good argument and, like, they should mm-hmm. not get into, like, they shouldn't get too dirty. They should not... Well, I don't think that They should possible. not try to, like, fuck each other in the ass with fists. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I want it clean. Thank you. Thank Keep you. it clean, Thank Bernie you. and Hillary. But, God damn it, 
New Hampshire, go Trump, because those motherfuckers don't well, deserve and this Well, and also, could, I want Trump to continue just so he can break the Republican Party. Break it. Break, it's break so that party. It's so toxic, and then I just has to, like... We are talking about the, the party of Lincoln. <laughs> the party that freed the, way, can the we, slaves. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about how the parties have switched since Yeah, switched. Like, that, that we are... The Republican Party. The party of Lincoln. The party that freed the fucking slaves. This party that has fought for a lot who has turned into probably the shittiest thing yeah, they took over the southern uh, democratic vote yeah they like I'm sorry if you want to pander to hardcore Christians then you're a shitty person okay I, this, we're gonna get necessarily <laughs> angry so I'm just gonna end it right here sometimes uh, it's good to be angry but can I just say it one more yeah, time yeah if you're gonna party to fucking Christians uh no no, no, okay, yes, we're ending here. Yes, good good times. There's plenty of good Christmas. We don't I will watch the rest of the seasons of the <laughs> And anyway. it should be rebooted. Yeah, all right. Uh, oh, well, maybe we have time for one more. Uh, reboot, one off movie. You have to make one movie okay. with recast. Everyone getting recast. Uh, what's the plot? What do you do? Of 18? 18. Oh. Here's my pitch. What do you think? Okay. You go back to that original trial. It's kind of a prequel. <gasps> and what happens in the trial? I want Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to end it right there.